Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Podcast. This is your host, Nomad. And over here, we've got Sapien. What's up, player? What's going on? Oh, not much. Oh, God. All right. This is the podcast for what's today's date? October uh, uh, the 11th. Oh, yeah, that's right. Everybody yesterday was making that big deal about 10, 10, 10. It was because in binary, it's 42, and it's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's the meaning of life. So, like, if you're a geek, it's important. But if you're a normal person, it's just cute. <laughs> There's really nothing special about it at all. Like 9909. Yeah, or 888. Didn't the Chinese, something was important to, I don't know anything about anything. But every time, every time there's a sequence, humans get really excited. Yeah, well, to the Chinese, everything's important. That's, uh, vaguely racist. <laughs> <laughs> Thinly veiled, I but I say. think I, I think I like it anyway. <laughs> oh man! All right, so we're gonna. I think we should get down to our topics here. First one, I'm sure all of you know about the Star Wars re-release in 3D. Ah. Yeah, for those of you that have been living under a rock, uh, we got the st- George Lucas has decided to uh, find another way to rape all his fans of more money by converting all of the Star Wars films, starting with Phantom Menace, into 3D, starting in 2012. This is getting ridiculous with this 3D bit. Everything's got to be 3D now. Movie theaters love it because it's more money for them. Of course. And it's just... And plus, you know, George Lucas is a profit whore now. It's the truth. I mean, back in the day, he was more about... The, you know the story and this and that, but you can tell nowadays he just he's just trying to rake in the dough. Like he doesn't already have enough money. Yeah, you know. 
I know, and the fact that they're doing all six films, and the post-conversion has always looked horrible anyway. You can yeah. see it in movies that aren't filmed for 3D. That's true. And it's just, it's a bit ridiculous. What, what was the recent movie that, that everyone said looked like crap? What uh, movie was it? Well, there, well, that's almost any movie that came out this summer, but... The only movies that really look good in 3D are the animated ones, like the Pixar ones and stuff like that. Well, actually, Avatar looked amazing in 3D. I gotta, yeah, that's what everyone tells but, me. But see, the thing, too, is that you got to also remember, too, when James Cameron is doing something, he's revolutionizing something. Well, yeah, because James Cameron is the elite. I mean, that's that's the A-list. And that's the, that's the thing. It's like George Lucas only made the prequels because everybody else had made technology get this far. Steven yep. Spielberg with Jurassic Park, and then you had James Cameron with T2. Because, and he used that. He didn't revolutionize anything. Standing on the shoulders of giants. Pretty much. So. But I mean, let's look. I'm not old enough to be able to see the Star Wars movies in theaters when I was a kid, but I do hold them dear to my hat. And to take them and just be like, okay, we're going to just make them 3D real quick and then sell them back to you because you already (laughs) own them. But now you're going to have to buy them again at a ridiculous price. And you know the kids, I mean, especially like the little kids are going to want to see it in 3D. Ooh, let's go see it in 3D. It pisses me off because you're basically taking something classic and you're ruining it. No one's taking the Mona Lisa out of the friggin' Louvre and trying to make it 3D. Um, Excuse me. That's I'm trying that right now. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the Da Vinci Code, dude. Just saying. Yeah. I, I just think this – I mean I'm already – you know, I mean I'm already against 3D as it is. Yeah. You know, and I, this is just completely – yeah, it's cheapening it. I mean when I – you know, I mean I, I saw the originals in theaters and then saw the re-releases. And I even thought the re-releases, the special edition, cheapened the originals. Yeah. And don't even get me started on the Han shooting, <laughs> Han shooting second oh, crap. You started. <laughs> and uh, you know, but that's. I think this again is just saying, hmm. Okay, let's see. Uh, Clone Wars isn't doing that well. Toy sales have dropped. What can I do? Oh yeah, I can re-release them in 3D. Yeah. Don't make anything new. That's yeah. interesting. Just keep re-releasing. The, I mean, look. It's awesome. I love watching the movies, but stop blatantly whoring your your content <laughs> to people so you can make more money. It's getting ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Uh, all right. So what's the next topic we got on here? Because George Lucas, I could rant on for days about. Jesus. I'm talking about um, the renaming of the Taliban to opposing forces in the new Medal of Honor game. Um <laughs> Even though, even though they renamed, I'm already it, laughing right now. <laughs> even though, even though they have renamed the town, now it didn't change the game at all. The gameplay is exactly the same. Because honestly, I mean, a terrorist is a terrorist. It really doesn't matter where they're from. You know, they're all the same. Uh, and yeah, I said that because the the group that I would be offending, I really could care less about. Um, so, but even though they're changing it, how do you really feel? <laughs> yeah, I know. The, the uh, even though they're changing it, the military has still stated. That they will not carry the game um, on the uh, stores on the base. What are, what are the stores on the base called? The commissary or something like that? Yeah. Whatever. They're not going to sell them on the bases. So at first I was like, okay, well, how do I feel about the situation? There's so much gray area when it comes to this this particular thing. Like we were talking about this uh, off the cuff a little earlier. You have a fictional video game. Sure, it's based on Earth with human beings, okay, I get it, you know, but 
do we really need the um, enemy to be named the Taliban? First of all, nowadays, what is the Taliban doing other than talking shit? You know, I mean, in America well, specifically, you I, know. You know, the big thing is, is because what happens when you use like the name? I mean, I, I personally think it's stupid, but yeah. I can see the viewpoint of when you're using something like the Taliban, you are dating. You are dating it. Yeah. When they named the, the enemy the Taliban in the single player game, mm. there wasn't a problem. But in multiplayer is the issue because in multiplayer, in order, of course, to play, you know, two players, one has to be the quote unquote opposing force. So you could be the Taliban, basically, because they happen to be, <clears throat> excuse me, they happen to be the opposing force. So that's the yeah. issue here. Yeah, that, and and we, but you know, as Americans, we don't want to promote people. Oh, cool, you can be the Taliban. Exactly. Because like you know, it's. I mean, it goes to like, uh, Knights of the Old Republic. You could play as a Sith. How many people don't want to be bad? Yeah, I know. That, that's the thing. It's just like it, it, it's, you know, it's the closet evil. Mm. Is really what it is because that's like oh cool I want to be the Taliban and because you're like it's cool but then it gets boring and but you don't tell everybody that you're exactly you know and so I, I well that's what they need to do is they just make achievements or trophies if you're the Taliban and then everyone will know that you're a terrorist douchebag <laughs> and then everything will be fine it will be the terrorist douchebag trophy and then you'll have <laughs> and then this will um show up on the next guy who tries to commit a terrorist accident i played medal of honor <laughs> i was the, they let me be yes. the taliban yes and then we'll have people on the news just ranting and raving about video games cause evil again and absolutely Let's move on to the next topic. All um, right. Next topic I got here is Proposition 19 on the yeah. November ballot. All right. For those of you that don't live in the sunny state of, of repossessed, um, <laughs> uh, California, that is, we have a proposition on the ballot, which is actually allowing uh, – making it legal for anybody in the state, 21 and older, to possess, cultivate, and transport pot for personal use yeah i copy yeah. that i copy that directly off of the um the sample ballot and i'm proud of you yeah i know there's been a couple like actually the first thing i actually saw on it cnn had it last night and they were talking about that um you know is this a good idea for cash strap states <laughs> fuck yeah, yeah <laughs> so let's be let's be honest in the great state of california 99 percent of people are high right now okay <laughs> And if we, and ninety nine point nine 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 of the people listening to this podcast right now are high, and I'm proud of them. Yeah, honestly, being that I live in Southern California, if I walk outside from from I'm I'm currently at Nomad's house, so from my house to this house, I probably got a contact high on my way over here. <laughs> <laughs> the entire state itself is high. Now let's let's be I mean let's be honest. Yeah, we can all have fun and games. We could talk about toke up whatever but it's so stupid of a substance to be illegal when alcohol and cigarettes are legal yeah because i i equate it to mostly like prohibition because you have people that are saying oh it's a gateway drug eight have i mean my point of view is when was the last time you got held up by a high carjacker (laughs) if you've ever you know and you and i know a lot of the same people and a lot of them are potheads you know they find everything funny if you had some guy that was trying to jack you to buy pot, 
he wouldn't even be able to keep a straight face while That's trying the to. Truth. That's the truth. And you know, and also you think about it. Oakland actually is one of the few cities in California that has actually made it legal. The c- city actually works with the pot, um, with the uh, what do you call it? The her- herbal, uh, the medicinal pot sellers out there. And they actually had not just sales tax and business tax, but they actually had additional taxes, which equate to about over seven hundred thousand dollars. And get some money. And man. the one, the um, they interviewed this one guy, and he said that he paid last year over three million dollars in taxes, and his business is thriving. Yeah. And that's what, and they try to do that in L.A., but of course they do everything ass backwards here. They legalize it and then they try to ring it in, which was. Of course, the way LA does anything. Yeah. Oakland went ahead and decided to do it from the governmental level out there because one, you're gonna, you're not gonna have kids, college kids, because that's high school, college that are gonna try out and go over there. They're gonna, it's gonna be like alcohol and cigarettes. Older brother, somebody, if they really want it, they'll find a way to get it. Yep. I mean, let's be honest, you know, and then cultivate. You could grow your own. Yeah. You don't even need to go buy it. I mean, and let's let's be let's be completely truthful that rumors have been flying around, which I know have been I know personally they have to be facts. The cigarette companies have already got names for these uh marijuana cigarettes oh, on yeah, the I've, books already. I've, I've you know? heard, yeah, I mean, I've heard about those. Yeah. The, they the have green, the names the green labels or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> so I mean <laughs> first of all you I, I'm sure everyone Just like listening. Just talking about the subject, I need a contact high. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sure everyone listening knows that California is in, in pretty bad shape, especially with the economy, um, the economy problems that we're having. That I'm not even going to get into because if you don't know about those, um, <laughs> welcome to Earth. Um, I think that not only is it going to make money in tax revenue, not only is it going to save money from getting all the people out of prison that are there for marijuana, which I think is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. um, it's also not everyone is going to be smoking weed anymore. I mean, especially look at the teenage crowd. A lot of them do it because it's because illegal. of the danger of it. Well, it's illegal. Too, look at um, look at alcohol. Alcohol, you have to be 21 to get. And when you're in high school, that's all you do because, oh, my dude got yeah. – my friend got me alcohol. They bought us they bought us alcohol. Once you turn 21, the luster's kind of gone. I stopped drinking heavily at 20. <laughs> so, you, I mean – Yeah, but let me – let me let, let's clarify. It was 20 minutes ago is well, when you know, stopped drinking. I'm telling you right now. They legalized mar- marijuana. We're going to be rich. I, it's going to be like that country in the Middle East where everybody gets a check for freaking oil because it makes so much money. Um, and then, of well, course, we also got to we also got to verify, um, clarify too that this is only legal on the state level, which means the federal government could still, if if they wanted to be douchebags, they can go ahead and nail yeah, you for I it. Mean, yeah, but if the entire state is, the, it's like the FBI is going to come in and just yeah. just a dick with everybody, like, you know? Like some like they were trying to prove a point yesterday, saying that well, does it really create that many tax dollars? Because in Oakland requires over eight hundred million dollars to run. Now, I'm wondering where they got that fact because if you've ever seen Oakland or been through it, usually because when you start to go through Oakland, you're usually gunning it to get out of Oakland. That's the truth. And another thing too is that, yeah, that may be the taxes that they generate in Oakland, but the city of San Francisco, Humboldt County, for crying out loud, (laughs) LA, I mean San Diego, Santa Cruz, all the college towns, it's going to be big. So – my opinion is, you know what? It, it, of all the drugs that's out there, I mean, you've got tobacco that causes freaking cancer, but that's legal. You've got alcohol, which more people die of, of um, 
alcohol-related crashes than anything else. Yep. And you've got pot, which mellows people out. And you know what? People need to mellow out nowadays. And that's pretty much the only thing that needs to be said about that. Yeah. I agree. All right. On to the next subject. All right. So on a completely related topic. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> you have to be high to do this. Yes. <laughs> uh, 66% of all Windows users still use Windows XP almost one year after the introduction of Windows 7. Uh, most Windows users still using Windows XP. Now, this is very interesting and hilarious to me. Um, although Windows XP, <laughs> I always have fond memories of Windows XP. It was, it was a great operating system. Um, coming off of, it built off of Win- Windows 2000 and made something that, it's pretty much a pretty 2000, but it, it, it made something that was really functional and great. But, <laughs> um, it's outdated. I mean, I don't, I don't know why I even have to well, say that. Well, yeah, but you got to look at the other fact too. Vista was the yeah, most yeah, yeah. horrible up off operating system. I mean, and you figure when Vista came out and all the new computers were forcing everybody Vista, and then they're like, okay, we kind of effed up with Vista, so we're still supporting XP a lot longer than they should have. But people that had Vista decided, I'm going to reinstall my uh, XP. And right. to be honest, I liked XP versus Vista, but oh no, I'm with you on that one. But seven, seven is pretty smooth now, and I th- I think the problem is is that you know because they're trying so hard to sell seven, it kind of looks like oh is seven that bad? But I think right. once people get to to use it, they understand that this is definitely. I think it's a. I think it runs a lot like XP in a lot of easy to find stuff. You can tell it where to put stuff, yeah. as opposed to Vista, which puts it in files that you can never find again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're we're both using Windows Seven yeah. uh, on all of our systems. Well, and... with the exception of the recording system, at this time it's using Vista, which was a pain in the ass just trying to get it to work. But our personal laptops all have <sighs> Windows Seven. I really, I want to just leave. And never record. No, I'm just um, I understand people feel that they need to hold on to XP, um, but let's be let's be completely clear here. Not only is it outdated just because it's old, but the capability of this operating system is is really horrible in today's world. I mean, hardware support is non-existent now. Try installing yeah. Windows XP on a brand exactly. new computer. Good luck. Yeah, Windows. Windows XP's has a 64-bit, but from what I remember, it wasn't all that great because that's when 64-bit was first hitting the scene um, for home users anyway, and it it wasn't it didn't work all that great. Uh, not only is hardware support, but last but definitely not least, security is horrid compared to Windows 7. Now we're talking about a system that has been cracked a billion <laughs> times since its inception. It's been cracked like eight. 80 million more times while we've been talking about it. Exactly. Yeah. Windows XP is like a big glass house and everyone's got a break. <laughs> Microsoft's whole business practices lately have got me just surprised. Yeah. I mean, they're really moving away from the old school business model and just really embracing the consumer. That's what you need to do. Which almost is kind of weird because now you have Apple, who used to be the, the right. prodigal child, and you have Windows, which was, or Microsoft, which was the evil empire. They're kind of switching sides in a lot of respects, especially after like Steve. Who's, uh, who's flying the Death Star ex- right now? You know? <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's one of those things where you're just kind of like looking at it and you're just like, 
you know, and you know, I still have yet to know anybody who's still using XP. And the ones that I can really see, I mean, 66%, that's a lot. I uh, have I do have a laptop that you actually gave me that has Windows XP on it, but I'm about to put Linux on it because I read this article and I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to be part of the problem. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You're you're going to be that guy. Yeah. You're going to be that guy. Well, I never use a laptop, stuff in the closet now, you know, <laughs> but um I think I'm going to put Linux on it just then put it back in the closet. <sighs> you don't have Linux. God. Hey, don't. Every every time it's that. always something. It's always that, you know something. honestly because I the new on a side note sidebar uh the new Ubuntu 10.10 came out uh recently. Yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> and it works on my laptop uh and I love it. All right, whatever. That's it. That's it. That's yeah. That's you, know you know what? You know what? I'm going to end the topic right now because we can go on another rant about just how often you add different operating systems to your laptops. Um, and I don't. I don't rant, sir. I speak the truth. Okay. <laughs> all right. Next one is uh, now. I'm sure all of you have heard the news. Zack Snyder has been chosen to direct the new Superman mm-hmm. movie. I don't know. I'm iffy on this because. The, I didn't like I didn't like um his some of his previous work. Well, you know, I mean, if you listen to some of the rumors, Warner Brothers apparently didn't like Christopher Nolan and um Goyer's version of the new Superman script, which hurts me in a lot of ways because they've done so well with the Batman franchise. Yeah, cuz Nolan's not proven to be yeah. a talent. Inception, yeah. I mean, you know, here's a brain a movie that you have to think and it's it made over 200 million dollars in within the first month. Still haven't seen that yet. You saw that, didn't you? Oh yeah, it's, I need to it's, see it. It's it's redonk. Um <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is is that, you know, Zack Snyder did 300 and Watchmen and yeah, you kind of look at I mean, if you go with the idea that Watchmen was supposedly an unadaptable Film, uh, unadaptable Watchmen graphic novel. Watchmen is so Watchmen. Three hundred I liked, but Watchmen is so complex. There's so many layers. I mean, you read the, that. That is really the greatest graphic novel of all time. It is. It is. And, and it's hard to adapt into something that you well, need be, to speed up for time. Yeah, and also another thing too is that it's so internalized. Yes. And what happens is, is that with Watchmen, it became more of a melodrama in a lot of respects. You know, it was the traditional story of people deci- fight, um, ceasing to fight who they are. Exactly. And you know, and I mean, they did great with the alternate timeline. I think the beginning, the opening sequence when they conveyed to you that it was an alternate timeline really worked out well and he had some moments in there but he really just copied it verbatim off of the graphic yeah and and really the the main fear that i'm having uh with snyder is the substance over style yeah and i mean that's something that is i mean look at 300 300 was an excellent movie but it was more style than anything else yeah now the only difference was is back then that that was cool because there was nothing like that but yeah. then Watchmen came out, and a lot of people were, were hopping on it because there was a lot of flash, but they left out a lot of stuff. Namely, and I know they did it outside of the movie, but they left out the um, the comic book that the kid was reading uh, during the graphic novel. And that was an extremely important part of uh, Watchmen. I mean, that tied right into what was going on, and it was also a little, you know, something on the side uh, to distract you from the main storyline. And they took that out of the movie, and that kind of pissed me off. Yeah. I was I I still wanted to see Brandon Roth continue as Superman another time because he did, he did a good job. I th- I mean granted you say what you want about the film and about the story but I thought 
that if you were going to have a successor to Christopher Reeve, who really yep. made us believe that Superman could could exist, Brandon Roth was a good candidate. I fully, I fully agree with you on that. I, I mean, I didn't – we've said this before. It wasn't a bad movie, but it wasn't a good movie either. It just sort of exists. I mean, the only positive note that got out of it is that Lex Luthor won't be the villain in the next film. Thank friggin' and thank anybody <laughs> whoever had the power of that. Yeah. So and then who were they picking? Though? General Zod. That's so, right. Dude. I mean, you know, I I'm curious to see how they go with it, but I, I'm very very scared given this is Snyder's style that it would be essentially a caricature. Of course, you never know. Maybe he'll start moving away from that. I mean, everybody grows, you know, and, and they change. But I don't really think he will. But we'll <laughs> we'll see. Because honest, yeah. let's let's be completely honest. Superman is extremely um, iconic in American culture, and and we really need to show it the the proper respect and give it a decent movie in the modern days. I mean, I personally think the older Superman movies were awesome. Yes, um, Superman one. And if you've ever watched, I know some people. I think if you were young, you really loved Superman 2, but as you got older, you can really see how crappy yeah. crappy it yeah. was. But if you actually ever watched the Richard Donner cut of that film, yeah, you were telling me. it makes so much more sense. And I appreciated it more thinking, damn it, why didn't you just suck it up and let Donner finish it and stop trying to save money? You know, but it, um, was, it was ridiculous. What are you going to do? Exactly. All right, well... We're going to go ahead and take a little break right now, so why don't you guys go ahead and enjoy this positive and uplifting spiritual message. Yes. Deep in the recesses of the EA vault, we have yes. discovered unused American sports and tracks for the EA FIFA 11 video game. Here are those tracks. FIFA 11 American commentator tracks, take one. Welcome to FIFA in something, somewhere, South Africa. Ah, uh, I don't know where we are. The hell with it. Cut. And someone's name I can't pronounce just scored on some other guy's name I can't pronounce. Cut. I can't believe my life. I could have been doing this for Madden or NBA Live, but instead I get stuck with this crap. Yeah, that's a cut. Why is the world so in love with a game that takes forever to store? Okay, lunch. Did I mention I did Madden 08? Many times. The Netherlands? Really? Okay, can someone take the bottle out of the room? What? You expect me to do this sober? Cut. Wow. That guy just got raped by a rabid monkey. <sighs> Cut. Can you guys remind me to fire my agent after we're done here? Oh, he won't be the only one fired today. You know, America has sports that make sense. Football, basketball, hockey. I can see why we don't give shit about the rest of the world when they have sports like this. Oh, dear Lord. Cricket? Who gives a shit about cricket? The English? They don't even give a shit about cricket. Okay, please, can you get off the phone? I can't believe I'm doing this. Of all the things that I could be doing, I have done Madden. I have done MLB. I can't believe I am doing this crap. I used to be a commentator on CBS News. Yeah, of course, the girl wore a short skirt, but who gives a damn? I mean, she was hot, and don't you tell me that you wouldn't have done her. This is so bullshit. I can't believe I'm stuck doing this. I gotta get out of here. I hate my life. 
Welcome back, everybody. Now you've reached to Act 2 of the podcast. Like an epic Shakespearean play or something. Exactly. If you made it through the actual interlude, we welcome you back and appreciate you coming back if you didn't. <laughs> Screw off. Yeah. So, all right. So, back to our topics. What you what you got for us? So basically, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, I'm already laughing. That's every what... time, every time I I see this particular product that I'm going to t- speak about, I giggle. It's like the word panties. You can't say <laughs> panties without smiling. I mean, it's just and, I, and, and, and boobies, boobies too. You, yeah, you, boobies are nice. And for some reason, tinkle. I think because of it. I think it's it's innocence. Really. It, well, it, anyway, yeah. um, the Panasonic Jungle. Which is a new handheld gaming device geared towards MMO players, which what we were just talking about actually seemed a lot more interesting than this one. You know, Tinkle and Boobies. Yeah. Well, I mean, when isn't Boobies and Panties and Tinkle in the same sentence not interesting? That is very true. That's very true. (laughs) Panties. Panties always gets me. Anyway. Uh, Anyway. Um, so the Panasonic Jungle obviously has not been released yet. Um, <laughs> um, we all know Panasonic made the extremely profitable and successful 3DO system, uh, in the nineties, which obviously I'm being sarcastic cause I don't even remember if anyone owned that system. Tink. Um, <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> uh, so my, my, my pretty much prediction on this system is it's going to fail. It's going to find a niche market. It's not, it's not even going to fail. It's going to epically fail. I think it's already failed since it's been released. <laughs> um, basically, just to run through what the system is, um, it's geared towards online gamers. All right. This thing, I mean, you can look up pictures on the web, on the internet, but. Yeah, I, I saw that thing. That looked like a freaking DVD player. This thing is ridiculous. It looks like a portable DVD player. It has a full QWERTY keyboard. And it has your typical buttons you would think, you know, a game controller would have. I don't see a joystick on here. Do you see a joystick on here? <laughs> it's the joystick you're going to be using when you realize how pointless the stick system is. Yeah, I'd rather play with my joystick than play with it. <laughs> so, um, in the promo video, they called it, um, they, their tagline is, we are online gaming, gaming. Gaming, <laughs> whatever. It still doesn't make any sense. But I think it's funny that Panasonic is now online gaming when they haven't been in the gaming industry for quite a long time. You know, which is funny. When I tried to Google Panasonic Jungle, I ex- it actually came up Panasonic Junk. Well, yeah, it's the same thing. Just click on. It. I mean, I'm not. Listen, I don't want to sit here and knock something that hasn't come out yet without. But I'm basically. Look, I don't want to point fingers, but this thing is a piece of shit. I mean, let's just, let's just be completely honest with ourselves. This is following the complete trend of handheld systems, okay? Just calling, calling a spade a spade. Exactly. This happens all the time with handhelds. You'll have this handheld system that comes out, uh, the N-Gage. There's, there's a, there's a good example. Where they come out and they, they fit this niche crowd briefly. And then even the niche crowd realizes, hey, this thing is lame, and they go buy a Game Boy or something. Um, my main point with Panasonic is I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna epically fail, because people are gonna realize there are better ways to play MMOs, such as the ways that we've been doing it for well, over a I mean, decade. The whole, 
I mean, the whole idea of an MMO is basically to lock yourself in your you know, grandparents' basement and never see the light of day. This uh, this goes on the pretext that game that MMO players actually get out of their okay, house. Okay, first of all, Nomad is not a MMO gamer. <laughs> I do play the occasional MMO. Yeah, and who's pasty? And <laughs> I'm Irish. <laughs> um, now I, I do. Don't agree. use that as an excuse. Right. You know, you tried now, using that in AA and that didn't work either. <laughs> um, the the, the main point is too is with MMOs. MMOs are very immersive. Um, how are you going to <laughs> play a game that you have to pay so much attention to while you're running around in real life? You're gonna get hit by a castle. Well, I mean, even if you just go with practicality purposes, the way the response time and everything is gonna be on an MMO handheld versus exactly. an actual PC. That I mean, you're not, you know most people usually spend hundreds of dollars to upgrade their PC so they can get an awesome graphics card exactly. with. You know, and how how are you going to do it on that and make it pretty inexpensive for people to buy? The one cool thing is it will run Linux. Huh? Huh? Yeah, that's right. You got a real hard on for Linux, don't you? I'm fucking swinging on Linux jock, dude. I swear (laughs) to God. Um, But basically, I mean, there's really nothing else to say. Panasonic Jungle. Look it up if you want, but... It really take, <laughs> take our word for it. It's yeah, it's, I, it's really pretty much going to be useless. I mean, I'm I'm happy they're trying to innovate, but uh, leave that to Nintendo. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, moving I, on from that. All right. Well, this has kind of been something that I just kind of been really noticing about, especially if anybody watches CNN. Um. Apparently, bullying uh, has come back as being a, a big issue. Apparently, somewhere along the lines between, um, you know, the dawn of the dinosaurs and Obama being president, it died down. Really? And, yeah, <laughs> I, I know. You know, and now it's coming back with a vengeance. Huh. Um, you know, and to me, this whole thing, you know, I mean, Anderson Cooper dedicated an hour to it on his show, and they're interviewing bullies and former bullies. I'm sorry, there's no such thing as a former bully. Yeah. If they're Once still a dickhead, always a dickhead. <laughs> exactly. Cuz if you got somebody who's in high school that's like, I don't know why I used to bully those people and they sound like that, even the guys. They do. Yeah, they do. They do. They do. And uh they go, I don't know why. Yes, it's because you had low self-esteem. You thought you didn't you had to find a way to feel better about yourself. So you ridiculed somebody else who was easy to pick on. Exactly. And you someone know. didn't get hugged enough when they were a kid. <laughs> exactly. You know, and yeah, we're sorry your father's an alcoholic and your mom's a prostitute, but you know what? Life But her rates are cheap and you know, <laughs> she's always available. And you know, eventually there's college and then you can become that too. So That's right. you know, and to me there's a there's enough blame on this kind of topic to go around. You know, parents need to understand that teen pressures are a little are more profound to teens because of the fact that they're dealing with higher hormone levels. Exactly. You know, and then you have, you know, and to understand that, you know, what, okay, while it may not be important to you, you need to kind of humor them a little bit and actually try to help them make them think like you're actually yes, everything listening. when your hormones are through the roof when you're a teenager, everything is life and death. Yeah. The, the girl didn't call you that you, the girl that you like didn't call you. It's life or death. Yeah. Somebody is going to pick on you when you go to class. It's life or death. Yeah. You get kind of in your twenties. You get the, <laughs> I don't give a shit. Hormone. Yeah, exactly. You just don't give a shit anymore. The girl didn't call me. Well, she's probably a lesbian anyway. And then you move on. That's how yes. it works. As school administrators, they need to understand that when people are complaining about bullying, they need to take a more active, um, more active approach into punishing them 
into punishing the actual bully instead of the people that actually defend themselves. I fully agree with that. Because, you know, you get people that are like, you know, that finally reach their point, maybe sock the bully back. They're the ones that get in trouble, and nobody listens to the fact that they have been bullied yeah. all this time. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think they really need to really stand up and, you know, and say, hey, you know what? You know, you have been bullying this person. We have documentation and actually follow through with it. Like you can't – you can't – you're not allowed to oppress someone, but you're also not allowed to defend yourself either, which exactly. is ridiculous. And then, you know, students need to understand too that, you know what, this is a small time in your life. It's, you know, uh, while it feels like it's going to be huge and it's going to affect you with ever, everything fades. You know, everything is a news cycle, basically. If it lasts as long as 24 hours, maybe a week or a month, somebody will bring it up. And you, then by, by that point, it's usually, huh, yeah, well, you're the one that took a picture of yourself and showed it to the whole school. Uh, oh, yeah, well, your mother's a whore. You know, it, <laughs> it, it, it becomes that level. It always descends into a mom. Ex- exactly. <laughs> that's, 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 that's what your mom said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and I think, too, that, you know, because I and this goes back to the parents is I think of too many parents coddle their kids, you know, always, yes. always saying, oh, it's not your fault. Oh, you know, it's because of this other person. Parents need to under teach their kids that regardless of whether you are the bully, the bullied or just the innocent bystander, everything has a result. Yes. You know, kids that go and start shooting people, you know, shooting up their classroom and then everybody goes, what happened? Why did they do that? They probably they got pissed off enough. That they did it, yeah, and sometimes they're a little psycho. I mean, granted, you know, we've all thought of that, but there's that little thing in our brain that prevents us from actually taking to that step. It's a cricket. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, you know how many times Sapien has called me and go, dude, I'm going to do it today, and I have to talk him down and say, you know what, put the crack pipe down. Now, if it's, any it's, any it's, authorities are listening to this, I have no idea what he's talking about. But yeah. For everybody else, hell fucking yeah, I do that <laughs> on a daily basis. Listen, and, there's and always any law enforcement that's been listening. He's been with me since 7 a.m. this morning. Yes, yes, 6:45 <laughs> actually to be specific. Um, it's it's sad because you have it's just sad. Yeah. Children, basically, you're throwing all these kids into school. Complex social interactions are going on, and they're just not equipped to deal with them. Mm. And they they revert into like a primitive form of communication. It's just, the strongest survive, you know, <laughs> just silliness. And the sad part is, is most bullies, if you stand up to them, they'll run away like a little bitch. Yeah, you know, it's it's so sad. It's all a show. It's all smoke and mirrors. Just stand up for yourself. That's all you got to do. You know, I know, I mean, I hope no children are listening to this podcast. Um, but, I mean. <laughs> and, and if they are, you shouldn't be. That's bad, bad, bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Comment, though. Comment. Um, <laughs> Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Parents, parents need to understand, and I'm a parent myself, and parents need to understand that you need. I you know, so, so is your girl. Oh. Uh, anyway, parents need to understand that you need to teach your children to stand on their own two feet. You're not always going to be there to hold their hand. You're not always going to be there to freaking pat them on the head and tell them everything's freaking candy and gumdrops. The world sucks half of the time, and you need to be prepared for it. The end. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, say hi to your wife and my kids. Yeah. We'll come All pay right. some of these bills. <laughs> That's fine. If your kids clothes. <laughs> All right, so I think that's a nice segue. So uh, what else do we got up here? What do we have? Oh, so uh, back on the Microsoft train, (laughs) (laughs) Windows 7 Mobile. So what were they calling? Windows 7 Mobile or Windows Phone 7, whatever. 
Windows 7 for the phone. Uh, Microsoft is, of course, eager to get back into the smartphone game uh, with this new mobile OS. Now, Windows Mobile needed a facelift, um, not only visually, but just from a technological standpoint. It looks dated. I mean, when BlackBerry looks more modern than you, <laughs> BlackBerry's always been – I'm not knocking Blackberries. I love them. But they've always been about efficiency, so they're not yeah. that flashy. Right. Um, the Microsoft is doing some big things here, and I'm I'm really behind them on this. Their tracker, first of all, they're calling it Windows Phone Seven, so they're putting a pretty big name that just rings success behind it. Uh, the main key point WP Seven will be the acronym. That sounds like a gang. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say it sounds gay. <laughs> Well, yeah, kind of. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Not uh, in the homosexual <laughs> sense. I don't want to get Anderson Cooper on my ass later. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, okay, so the main point that really shut out to me is they're trying to focus on you being able to access your content and your information as quickly as possible so you can get back to real life. You know, now I, I think we, we've all seen people now with these smartphones – their eyes are constantly on the phone. I've seen people run into brick walls because they're looking at their phone. Um, one interesting thing was they have the home screen, um, and your information is going to be fed uh, constantly to the home screen. So a lot of your key stuff, like uh, let's say social networking posts or appointments, things like that, things that you want or need to know, Mostly want. Um, no, but look, you can see what I'm saying. I mean, they're, they're trying to feed all the information directly to your home screen. So you can quickly access that information without even having to, to play with the, the menus and stuff like that. Let's, let's take the iPhone, for instance. Of course, the iPhone is wonderfully popular and one of the greatest phones on the planet. I'm not an Apple fan, if anybody can catch on. Um, you still have to do – and it's not just Apple. I mean, you have to do it with everybody. If you want to read your email, okay, like let's say I have an iPod, all right, or an iTouch, excuse me, um, I want to check my email. I have I have three email accounts linked to my mail application, or excuse me, app on my, because uh, there's an app for that, buddy, um, on my iTouch. So I have to click, first I turn it on, which I'm pretty sure you'll have to turn on the Windows Phone 7 device too. Um, I have to click on the mail thing. I have to click on what account I want to check. Now, if I left, if I left the mail app without backing out, I would have to back out and then click on the account that I want to check <laughs> and then click something else to go to the inbox and then I can see it. What, from what I'm reading, Microsoft really wants you to access that information immediately. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited about this. I think that Microsoft is really taking care of business. They're really on track. With making good things. Well, you know, and in, I think this is a perfect segue, you know, in talking about relevancy. Um, I think, uh, brings us to, uh, DC Comics not doing a Justice League movie. And, you know what, dude? <laughs> um, yeah, DC officially announced that they will not do a Justice League movie, but they will release a comic movie twice a year, taking a pot shot at Marvel. Uh, Jeff Johns says that DC's characters are bigger than Marvel's. Okay, um, let's see. How should we say douchebag alert? First uh, of all, because of that comment, now, Mr. Johns, his first name is Jeff, and he spells it 
G-E-O-F-F. Because of that comment, I am further referring to him as Geoff. I'm not going to pronounce his name properly because it's not only disrespectful and juvenile, it's stupid. Yeah, because, I mean, you look at it and you think about, like, DC Comics has always fought to stay current. You know, because their DC universe is just so immersed in its own in its own universe that it forgets the nature of the world around them. Yeah. That's one of the things I think Marvel um, excels at is it takes in like especially the whole 9/11 issue when they all the comic books reflected that. Or look and, at the look at the settings. I mean, Batman's in a fictional city of Gotham City. Marvel's most of them are in New York. Yeah. So, I mean, it's more connected to our world than anything else. I'm not saying that's a good or bad thing. It just is. It's yeah. just the way it is. And, you know, and to be completely – I mean, I I started – the first comic book I ever picked up was Spider-Man. And I had been reading, Same here. reading Marvel for forever. And then later on I got – when, uh, you know, the Superman movie came out, I picked up a Superman comic. But I never really, you know – I mean, you, you got the whole – you know, truth, justice, and all that stuff. But you never really kind of, I never really connected to Superman as, say, maybe Batman I connected to more, but only on a primal level because of the fact that here's somebody who's bent on revenge and has the one rule. Right. Um, but you have, you know, Peter Parker, who was a teenager in high school trying to be himself, yet at the same time be Spider-Man. And that's what always the, the problem with, that's actually not a problem, but that was always one of the benefits of Marvel's characters were they were real people struggling to be superheroes. Right. You know, like uh, they weren't and DC were superheroes struggling like, to be real people. real people. Right. And, you know, I mean, and that was one of the things that I felt that and and just Marvel itself, the stories just felt more real. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, you can say DC, you know, has some better graphic novel characters. But those are one-shot characters. Those aren't characters that are lived through. Yeah, I mean, please understand that DC is not a useless – we're not saying DC is horrible. DC is wonderful for what they do best. Yeah. Um, it's just two different types of things. I mean, DC has some really dark stuff. I mean, everyone knows the Batman movies and cartoons. But you read some of those comic books, and they get they get real realistic real quick. You know. And that's another thing, too, is that to say you know your characters are better than Marvel – on in what sense? Because here you're thinking, if you're thinking iconic, yeah, Superman, Batman, maybe Wonder Woman, but how many people outside can sit there and say the first five superheroes off their head will be Marvels, Spider-Man, right. Iron Man? You know, and we did this at the excellent. diner this yeah, morning. Yeah, we did that this morning, and we came. It was we we even just started to abbreviate some the X-Men. We didn't even go to yeah. all the X-Men characters. We'd still be sitting at the diner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Until they kicked us out and said, you can't talk about that here. You know, I mean, and to be honest, you know, and I mentioned this before, even Big Bang Theory knocked Aquaman. Yeah, I know. You know. Which is owned by Warner Brothers, which Warner Brothers owns DC. Yeah. <laughs> so even DCs make you fun of themselves. I mean, that's, that's, it's cool. You want to do comic book movies? Fine. That, that's cool. I, it'll keep it, I, um, it'll keep it isolated, but I, I think, Want Marvel's doing something revolutionary in the film industry because comic book characters have never always been consolidated, have never yeah. always been in the same universe. And I think, you know, when we ended, when they ended Iron Man 1 and brought in Nick Fury at the end after the credits, and then you started seeing, you know, uh, 
you got the Incredible Hulk and Tony Stark appeared yeah. in there. You and think s- about the sheer star power that's going to be in the. Oh Olympics. yeah, it's and, ridiculous. Yeah, and but you know, and at the same time, I mean, you know, it's like geeks around the Avengers. I mean, people. I, I and to be honest, I think in the geekdom world, the Avengers is more anticipated than a Justice League movie. Yeah, because of the fact that we've never seen Thor, we haven't seen a real Captain America. You know, we haven't seen mm-hmm. Iron Man and all of them together, Hulk together. That's just going to be a geek, you know, masturbation fest. And, <laughs> you know, bring your own drop cloth. I'm rubbing it right now. Show. You know, bring bring a drop cloth if you're going to a midnight show of that. Use the unscented lotion because <laughs> the other one. Well, I heard, I heard. Yeah, you heard. That it can <laughs> cause irritation. <laughs> Uh, all right. So I think that brings us up to one of our final topics here. <laughs> yeah, man. I'll have, um, the, I'll have the sensor button ready on this one. Listen, we're going to talk about teenagers for a minute. Now, I live in California, as I think we've stated before. I'm not from California, but I live in California. Um, so maybe the teenagers here are different. Probably not. Um, teenagers, for the most part, I've noticed are, are douchebags. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I ride. How do you really feel? Yeah, I know. Um, now, if any teenagers are listening to this, I'm not saying all teenagers are douchebags. But, but the loudest but one. If you're listening to this, you're probably included in that group, I'm just saying. If you're listening, no, if you're listening to this, you're one of the greatest people on the planet. Because <laughs> you're, you're a possible fan and someone who will comment <laughs> on the podcast. No, listen, let me, let me get right into it. I, I ride the city bus, okay? City transit, as I call it, and people giggle. Um, but <laughs> the the problem rides, that I have rides is the tranny. <laughs> yeah, if I get I get on the bus every day, okay, and teenagers get on the bus every day because school ride. I have to take my kids to school now. I'm taking kindergarten, and fifth grade, but the teenagers are on the bus too. They are loud, obnoxious. Um, every curse word in the book. They're just ridiculous. I have kids sitting right behind my four-year-old, four-year-old children talking about, you know, sexual stuff, stuff like that. Listen, I talk about it too, but I don't talk about it when my children are around or when other people's children are around. Where are the parents? Why has no one spoken to these kids about how to friggin' act? When I was a kid, if I acted like that, my mom would kick my fucking ass up and down the house. Like, not just up, not just down, but up and down the entire house. I mean, sick and tired. I just want to clarify. Up and down the house? Up and down the house. Wow. And to the side sometimes. Oh, that's rough. Right. I've noticed that when your parents don't speak English, you can get away with a lot more in English. Um, I've seen, like, uh, I I go to areas, I'm not going to get specific, but I go to places where um, the kids are Hispanic and they'll like in my apartment complex, and they'll say just every curse word in the book, and their parents don't know what they're saying, so they just pat them on the head, you know, and whatever. And the kids know that. I mean, kids aren't stupid; they're just assholes most of the time. That is you know? racist, though. Just so you know. I don't care. <laughs> no, I, I, I no, it's not. It's not even about race. It's yeah. just that your parents don't know what you're saying. I, ha- I, I do agree with you because well, one of the big things that I noticed is that you can't parent like you used to when I was growing up, if I accidentally – and when I say accidentally, meaning that I would say this normally, but my mom was right there. Yeah, I would have probably still been in a coma 
yeah. to this point. <laughs> and nowadays you can't even discipline your own children because somebody who doesn't have a child will come over to you and tell you you shouldn't parent your child like that. Yep. Now, anybody who who is a true parent, and I mean true parent, not one of those that likes to you know, personify, I'm the best parent ever, I give my child everything. No, a true parent means they actually want to hit their kids. <laughs> they they do want to smack them. They do set down rules and discipline. Yeah. And I think too many people are so caught up in their own lives that they really don't look at teenagers and really understand that these people, these are teenagers, you do things because you do them to to push to see how far you how much you can get away with and we do this as adults we we test our limits we're a lot more crafty about it exactly when you're a teenager you're pretty much a schmuck and you don't really understand what <laughs> you you're pretty doing. much about it yeah you, just are, a you are a schmuck <laughs> um but i i think a lot of it comes down to um uh it comes down to the parents i, I yeah. i'm a firm believer in this because one of the reasons why i agree with this is because Administrators can't discipline the children because then the children will go home to their parents and their parents will run to school, taking the kid's side and, and, and basically verbally berating the administrators or threatening to sue the administration or anything like that. And so the kids realize, oh, hey, I can do whatever I want because I'll just have to tell my mom that, you know, they're picking on me for this. She'll run over here and I can do whatever the hell I want. And the, and everybody is more bound. But that's, that's really, Kind of just, you know, kids are never taught the boundaries now. And I think growing up, you know, people always say, oh, well, you know, spanking never solved anything. Yeah, it did. It told me that I can't do that again. Yeah. And I didn't do that again. Or maybe I got sneakier about it. But that's the thing. And, and I think too many people, the people that made up these, these so-called psycho, psychological rules are the people that did get spanked too much and exactly. didn't like getting spanked too much because they were too much of a moron to figure out that, hey, if I do that, I get spanked. That hurts. I don't like that. Huh. This is weird. You know, it's so – it's, it, And what it is is because parents don't – not all parents, of course, don't want to own up to you need to sit down with your kids and instruct them on how to be a human being. I, I think it, it, it's part of that, and I think it's part of ego. Parents don't want to yeah. admit that they have a stupid child. <laughs> they really don't. And you know from experience with me, I will admit point blank that one of my children is being an idiot. Yep. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. But I mean because everyone is an idiot sometimes, and the key to it is you have to correct – what is making the person an idiot? And not to say, you know, I mean, we all do idiot stuff. We always do. Why the hell did I say that? I shouldn't have said that. But you're going to have to own up to that. I never, I'm never an idiot. Well, yeah, yeah I mean. Because yeah. I have ADD. <laughs> I'm safe. <laughs> that's not what, that's not what the bail bondsman said the other night. But, you know, that's another story. But basically what I'm saying is, is teenagers, the reason, the problem with teenagers too is because. Yeah, it's the parents' fault too, but if you're a teenager, you're old enough to know better. I mean, you're old enough to know that you shouldn't be yelling and screaming and you shouldn't be acting like a more like you you really want to get a camera, videotape these people and then let let them watch the tape and then watch them all hang their head in shame because they look like complete and utter morons. But then you'll get told that they all have ADD and then you won't be able to say anything. Yeah. Oh, well, speaking of douchebags, um, I think this is a, probably a great time to move to our douchebag list. Let's do it. All right. So 
my list for the week. And just to let you know what this this is all about, uh, Sapien and I come up with a list of three potential three douchebags. Now, each week we're going to have the one douchebag that takes the cake. So, um, so I'm going to start off. Number three on my douchebag list is Rick Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> the former host of CNN's The Rickless. The dude even had a show named after him. Uh, like a three hours. Oh, no, we had two hours. Two hours the and then one hour in the evening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was fired for saying remarks um, about elitist Jewish people. And uh, pointing out that people like John Stewart were bigots because anybody who doesn't share their viewpoint um, are treated as um, inferior, which is true. Because the thing is, is that you go with like John Stewart, who does, if you don't share his point of view, he treats you like an idiot. Who doesn't do that yeah. in politics? Um, but yeah, Bill Maher. I mean, the same yeah. thing you said about Bill Maher, and you can say about anybody. Yep. You know, us. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's because. Our viewpoint is the right viewpoint. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, just FYI. Yeah, just an FYI there. But also saying that uh, CNN, may, because of his ethni- ethnicity, who he, he is Colombian, by the way, mm. or Cuban, sorry, Cuban, Cuban, by the way, uh, CNN made him feel a little, a little uncomfortable at the workplace. Now, mind you, he said this on satellite radio. While he was still working for CNN. How could you feel uncomfortable at the workplace what when you're you given three hours, three hours of day. time a and day? If you watch his show. You, he, I don't understand how. What was, the one, what was the one episode we were watching? It was in the morning time. He was talking. What was he talking about? He was talking about that senator who died in that plane crash. Remember? Okay, he was talking about the a plane. I think it was in Alaska or something. Yeah. And he dragged this on for the entire two hours. Yeah. And, you know, and then after making. You know, and then he he makes these comments on satellite radio. Yes, contrary to popular belief, people do listen I don't to know satellite radio. But... If you have satellite radio, more power to you. Yeah. But you know what? He have made the comment. Somebody heard it. Somebody <laughs> recorded it, and eventually he was fired from CNN. Uh, he later apologized and claimed he was overworked because he was doing three hours a day. Uh, but, ooh, ooh. <laughs> but, um, the lesson of this, I think, is to never say stuff about your employer while you're still working for them, even if you're doing an interview on satellite radio. Exactly. I mean, that is and just. Also, <laughs> <laughs> point blank, the guy deserved what he got. Now, number two douchebag of the week, Anderson Cooper. Hmm. This one was kind of funny. It is. I mean, if you've ever seen the trailer for the new movie, The Dilemma, starring Vince Vaughn, uh, the first line of the trailer says, electric cars are gay. (laughs) Now, apparently that particular line offended Anderson Cooper, and while he was on Ellen, made sure everybody knew about that and found that that line was offensive. Well, apparently the – whatever that – gay and lesbian organization glad came out and said i love that name by the way yeah i know <laughs> listen I, I i have no problem with homosexuality but wait way to kind of live off a stereotype okay yeah. you name your organization <laughs> glad um <laughs> uh, but you know and then uh and then uh the movie studio decided to retrim the trailer and make it where the line is cut yeah now my problem with that is that if you actually watched if you are one not sensitive, or two so sensitive and so insecure about yourself 
that anything like that fi- you find out yourself, yourself exactly is important. is important because if you actually listen and watch the trailer it actually says electric cars are gay now not gay in the homosexual way but gay is your parents um what was it your parents chaperoning your prom yeah that was the full portion of that uh of that whole statement that Vince Vaughn had made clarifying that no it's not against being gay as in gay there's two types of gays now there is in gay as just being dude that's just that sucks yeah you know and then there's gay as in well you know <laughs> Ricky Martin uh <laughs> but you know the and and so the douchebag goes to him because it's like okay way to be a news journalist and take one particular item and then blow it completely out of proportion. Yeah. Good job there. And of course, you went on Ellen to talk about it. Yeah, of course, you go on Ellen. Which and I love Ellen too. Did Ellen? What did Ellen even say? I don't even know what she said about it. They just they kind of glossed over that fact. Ellen, and, Ellen is awesome, dude. Uh, Ellen, Ellen is good. I like Ellen. Don't get me wrong. And yeah, I have no problem with with homosexuals. I actually have a couple of homosexual friends. I mean, who do you think I'm doing this podcast with? Oh! <laughs> well, your boyfriend was coming over earlier. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but in, but in all respects, you know, Anderson, dude, chill out. You know, you may be insecure, but let other people enjoy themselves. And you know what? Maybe it's time to come out, Anderson. Like, don't live in the closet your entire life. It's not good for you, right? <laughs> all right. And the winner of Douchebag of the Week <laughs> goes to Jerry Brown, the yes. Democratic gubernatorial candidate for California for not checking the phone to make sure the call has ended before saying that your opponent is or. <laughs> I mean, good Lord. The guy goes ahead and, you know, and then turn around and say, you know, that uh, Whitman was using this. You know, kind of like when you used her former housekeeper against her it's called Karma, douchebag. Yep. Who's on your pick for the week? Uh, who is on my pick for the week? For the douchiest douchebags. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> the first one I'm going to throw out, and probably no one has heard about this, but I thought this was hilarious. Her name is Daniela Gasky. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. Um, <laughs> so she... she's the former um, Miss Kentucky Latina, <laughs> which in itself is funny. Um, just because I didn't know that there was that large of a Latino <laughs> Latino population in Kentucky. Yeah. Um, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. <laughs> anyway, before that descends into something dark, um, she very pretty. Because I'm looking at her picture right now. All right, back on track here. Dude. Anyway, uh, 22 year old Daniela. Gasky, until recently, Miss Kentucky Latina, went on a bizarre rampage in Richmond, Kentucky, that thus far is defying explanation. Gasky began her rampage at a Richmond gas station, started when Swifty employee Jonathan Carpenter... I'm still looking at that picture. (laughs) (laughs) Swifty employee Jonathan Carpenter refused her entry into the gas station. And Gasky responded by stabbing him multiple times in the throat with an ink pen. Talk about G'd up from the floor <laughs> up. If you want that Mountain Dew, you're going to get that Mountain Dew. I'm going to uh, take out. Who carries an ink pen with them anymore? I yeah. use myself. And who calls it an ink pen? Like, isn't it just a pen? Check it out. Then it gets better. She then ran across the street to M&M Drugs. Don't ask me what that is. M&M. Where she was spotted by pharmacist. 
Mary Ann McKinney, who noticed Gasky beating on her car in the parking lot of the drugstore where she works. Now, the funny part about this to me is she just ran across the street instead of randomly beating the crap out of an automobile. Like, it doesn't make any sense. She might have saw that, you know, black or white video of Michael Jackson, you know, where he randomly uh, beat up a Colin <laughs> car in front of her. Yeah, but you know what? Too soon? Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> McKinney went outside and confronted her, and Gasky, of course, from previously knowing she stabbed somebody in the throat, then you know what goes on, immediately turned attention from the car to McKinney. Quoted from McKinney. She immediately kicked me in with her knee into my abdomen and ripped at me and tore my glasses off and ripped my neck and scratched me and busted my lip. Had a knot on my head. She was quite wild. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a good time, to be honest with you. <laughs> Yet again, looking at the picture. Um, Gasky's rampage was eventually ended once others came to assist with Kenny, um, and she reportedly – Reportably, <laughs> reportedly, <laughs> waved and blew kisses at the crowd. So not only, wow. not only is she shanking a dude prison style in the neck, <laughs> she's beating up automobiles. Which honestly, like, what did the car do? You know. <laughs> and then she beats up a poor woman who comes out to check her automobile. She's um attention whore much? <laughs> no. She's waved and blew kisses at the crowd that had gathered from the back of the squad car that she was placed in. In response to this incident, as well as learning that Gasky is married, which, as you know, for any freaking beauty pageant, you can't be married. I don't know why, but you can't be. Um, the illusion of virginity. Yeah, illusion is the uh, key word in that. <laughs> 2010, people. Um, the, Miss Latina, the Miss Latina U.S. organization said while they would like to support her and any difficulty she is facing, but in light of the incident and charges pending, Gassy <laughs> is not the role model they want. So basically, that was a sweet way of saying this bitch is crazy. <laughs> yeah, we, we normally support – we would probably support this if the bitch went crazy. <laughs> right. The organization officially stripped her of her title and crown, which, duh. She probably eventually beat up their cars later in the parking lot. Right. Um, the president of Miss Latina U.S. said that Gasky no longer represents the organization. Um <laughs> this is funny. According to the arrest report filed by Richard Blaze, <laughs> Gasky claims she was arrested after being profiled for being Mexican. Gasky <laughs> has been charged with felony assault, disorderly conduct, and criminal criminal mischief. Now, <laughs> so you can't be profiled of being Mexican. You either are Mexican or you're not. Okay, that's like saying that you're profiled for being an American. What? Um, and of course, you know. She's profiled, and that's not right. I mean, to be honest, you shouldn't – I mean, you are in Kentucky, but you shouldn't be profiled to to be anything. I mean, you're still a human being. You should be able to go to a damn Swifty and buy a friggin' energy drink or something. Now, of course, the most logical thing to do when you're profiled as being a, a Mexican is to shank the dude in the throat. <laughs> yeah, because, <laughs> see, you're not just living up to the stereotype when you fully shank I, the dude. I mean, really come proving on. the point there. <laughs> She went to Hofton. I'm not even going to get into that. Yeah, let's just uh, that one. My wife will get upset. Um, <laughs> if Now, the main point of this entire issue is this chick is crazy. Okay? Um, but she's extremely hot, so you know she's an animal in the sack. So when she gets out, make sure that you uh, give her a call if you're in the area. Uh, moving on. This picture's distracting me. Oh, <laughs> oh, I love this one. 
I love it. Let me pull it up because I'm all disorganized at the moment. So, <laughs> blow, <laughs> blowtorch ignite by gunpowder. Um, I love the story. <laughs> now, let me explain who was holding the blowtorch <laughs> and why it blew up the gunpowder. I'm going to read this article. It's a short one. Some might say that smoking meth with a blowtorch near a container of gunpowder is ill-advised. Some will try it anyway. Also, let me say that this is from the San Francisco Chronicle uh, on October 10th. Oh, wait. I didn't say what the other one was. I'm going to get arrested. (laughs) Just real quick because I I don't like to be a prick. I pulled the other one from um, rawjustice.com also on the 10th. On 42 day, if you get that reference, good for you. <laughs> um, so John Blanchard, I think John Blanchard, right? Something like that. 65 years old, which honestly, at 65, you should know better yeah, 60, or be committed. <laughs> 65 in a meth. Um, 65 a, in a meth head. Come <laughs> on. Among them in the San, well, how did you pronounce it, dude? The San Mateo County. San Mateo, yeah. San Mateo County Sheriff's deputy deputies say. Deputies called to a fire in a storage yard in the unincorporated community of Princeton, oh. near the near the Half Moon Bay Airport. Found first of all, it should be noted that Half Moon Bay is in Northern California, so this suddenly, sh- if you live in California, should start making some sense. Exactly. Um, found Blanchard standing outside a camper that he had parked there illegally. Of course, Sheriff's <laughs> Lieutenant Ray Lunny said. Investigators determined that the October 1st fire, or the, I don't even, they worded it wrong in this thing. It doesn't even make any sense. Whatever. Fire on the 200 block of Yale Avenue had been started by a defective propane torch <laughs> that Blanchard had been using to smoke methamphetamine, better known as meth, Lenny said. Now, just to clarify, <laughs> I don't think the propane torch was defective. <laughs> I think the man using the propane torch to smoke meth was defective. <laughs> Um, the blowtorch could have worked perfectly fine, and I still think that situation would have went sour. Uh, Blanchard left the blowtorch on a dryer, causing a nearby container of gunpowder to explode. Where the hell is he? I don't have any clue. In a camper packed illegally, there's a dryer, a blowtorch, and a thing of gunpowder. This is like a Where's Waldo act. (laughs) Somebody's going to pop out and be like, surprise candid camera, this is ridiculous. Besides the blow, besides the blowtorch, deputies found a loaded rifle, and of course they did, ammunition, a container of black powder, and an unopened safe containing more than 300 feet of detonation cord. Lenny said he's a terrorist. So Blanchard, who has a previous drug conviction, go figure, uh, pleaded, <laughs> check it out, pleaded not guilty Monday. <laughs> To drugs and weapons violation, he is being. Let me guess, held- he was profiled to being a meth head. Yes, he was. <laughs> he is being held on thirty thousand dollar bail that no one will pay. Um, <laughs> well, if he's not guilty of, uh, he's not guilty of these crimes. He's definitely guilty of being a douchebag. <laughs> so, moving on to my king, my my legend, the ultimate douchebag on my list is. G off Johns, <laughs> and it was Jeff Johns, chief creative um, office dude for DCE. That's a uh, um, Detective Comics Entertainment. 
Wow. If you didn't know that DC meant Detective <laughs> Comics, you know, just to throw it out there. Um, I'm going to start this out pleasant, okay? Quoted, <laughs> quoted from Diane Nelson, president of DC. People make an assumption that we're going to mirror Marvel's strategy. For example, with Avengers, we do have a very different attitude about how to build how you build a content slate, okay? She goes on to say, and it isn't necessarily about connecting those properties together to build into a single thing. We think we've got great stories and characters that will lend themselves to great standalone experiences, and that that's the way we're focusing on it. As I said, Diane Nelson, um, that is fine. I don't see a problem with that, right? I mean, she's just saying – she's not bad-mouthing anybody. She's just saying that DCE wants to go a different direction with the movies. I'm fine with that. She's awesome. You know, I, I'm going to buy her a freaking drink if I see her. Then we get off to G-Off. Jack-Off. That's what we should call him. Jack-Off Jack Johns. Jack-Off Johns, yeah. No lube Jack-Off Johns. <laughs> <laughs> so first we'll start it off with, quote – I think our characters are bigger than Marvel's characters, which I think we elaborated on um, in <laughs> Steve's DC News report. Uh, going on now, just to give you a perspective, Jackoff Johns here is the write, uh, writer for Brightest Day, Flash, um, and Green Lantern. Uh, current, current stuff, not yeah, the biggest comics that DC has right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, pretty big, pretty big deal stuff. Um, he went on to describe that. Uh, DC's characters like Batman and Superman are much more symbolic than Marvel heroes. Um, and DC characters stand for hope or justice or other, other ideas far more than quoted just a character on the street. Right. I got this article off of, um, yeah, cause ICN as well. Yeah, cause you know, it, it's, you know, being persecuted for being different, say like X-Men's, you know, yeah. That's just no an average guy ever, on the street. Yeah. yeah, that's just an average guy on the street. Nobody really wants to know about that. No, well, no. I can relate much better to an alien that has godlike powers. Yeah. That's like my brother. Yeah, you know, yeah. or or a guy who, you know, I found a ring and it gave me these awesome abilities to create everything out of energy. Scene, that scene on Big Bang Theory where he had the lantern, I swear to God, I fell out of my chair. That yeah. was so awesome. That was. I would sport that, though. <laughs> I would do. I would carry that lantern everywhere. Um, so, and also, he says that, you know, he, he said, he basically said what, what Diane said, or excuse me, Miss Nelson, um, <laughs> said about he wants to keep everyone separate, but of course he has to put it as he wants to keep them separate rather than smashing them together. So he's completely – I mean his comments are idiotic, unprofessional, and juvenile at, at being nice. Yeah. You know I mean? Whatever. I mean let's, let's be point blank. And the reason why I quoted um, Diane Nelson first was their, their decision to make standalone movies is not the issue here. That's just another way of doing things. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean the Batman movie was awesome. Yeah. But I mean don't sit there and say it's the best way of doing it and that you're – your um your competition Marvel is an idiot for doing it the way they're doing because I'm sorry last time I checked all the Marvel movies make a lot of money you know and um you have one well how many movies do you see friggin Batman made tons of money of course yeah but even before that was Superman Returns and then before that was Superman Four the quest for peace I mean yeah they've done you know like push and they've done um what is it? Uh, 
just like, well, they got Red coming out. You know, they've done, yes, they've done some graphic novel stuff, but not enough to. This isn't your main, your main comic. We're talking superhero stuff. And let's just be honest. Marvel has pulled off superheroes in the theater and has pulled it off extremely well. And to knock them on that is why uh, Jack Off Johns over here gets my King of the Douchebags because he needs to watch his mouth. Yeah. I mean, you're you're not only disrespecting um, Marvel, you're disrespecting comic books as a whole. I mean, there's no need for the silly shit. Stop being a Jack Off, and I'll start calling you Jeff again. <laughs> All right. So, in counter to that, I think we need to go with the awesome person of the week. Yes. So my pick for Awesome Person of the Week is Mr. Johnny Depp. Yes. For going to an eight-year-old girl's school because she wanted to stage a mutiny against her teachers, he came in in complete Jack Sparrow regalia and told him not to, mostly because the police were watching him from outside. (laughs) That is pimp. He did it because a girl wrote an awesome letter, and John has an awesome heart. How badass is that? That's just cool, dude. I mean, he's he's like a ridiculously big star, and he's taking time out of his date. He gave, I guess he gave the school like ten minute notice. He just called him, yeah, and he just shows up, you know. Which not only that's cool, but it shows that he's re- actually reading his fan mail, yeah, which is kind of ridiculous because he probably gets millions of it. Who's your awesome person of the week? My awesome person of the week is actually a group of people. I'm going to talk about the miners in um, Chile. Uh, what was it? Chilean or Chilean, Ch- Chilean miners. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that name yeah. So obviously I think everybody I'm speaking, everyone who's listening to this is going to know that there have been some, some miners in Chile that have been trapped in a mine for, what was it? Like two months, right? Yeah. About uh, a little more, a little more than two yeah. months. They weren't they, a, go ahead. What, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, before I was so rudely interrupted. Um, <laughs> well, they just recently broke through. And um, the reason why I'm putting these these men on as a group is because the first thing when they were trying to figure out who's going to come out first, no one – everyone wanted to come out last, right? Like they're so badass that they're like, no, no, no. I don't want to go first. I want, my, I want my friends to go first, right? And they're sitting there. They were literally arguing with each other on who gets to go last. Like in a – like the reason of, this puts it in perspective. Most times in America, people be like, "I'm out I'm first. first yeah. I don't give a shit." Yeah. You know, peace out. Right. <laughs> this is showing that there is still there is still honor and nobility in the world, and I think it's it's it was a beautiful thing. I mean, these people have been trapped for two months. That's a long time to be trapped in a cave. Yeah. You know, and and they're still like, no, 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 no. Let let him go first. Let him go first. And you know, the the thing hasn't been completely proven that you know how they're getting them out so yeah granted you wouldn't want to be the first guy to go out you know because if you get lodged in that pretty in that hole i was i was reading that they're they're going to um install piping yeah to keep it from jagged rocks and stuff like that and to keep it from collapsing but i'm first of all they're on the list too because they've been in a mine for two two months and they haven't killed each other yeah um second of all i mean that's just do you hear they're gonna have to wear sunglasses after they get out? Yeah, because they've been they have no light and yeah, all that stuff. Back. But it's just like, good lord, man! I mean, it's a, their pupils are completely freaking dilated. <laughs> gonna come into the sunlight and go blind. But I mean, I, I feel it for these dudes. I feel it for their families. Um, and I'm just, I'm just happy to know there's still people out there that, in the face, in the face of something so tragic, 
they can still be epically badass. And there will be a movie in the works. You know it already. You know this already. A badass movie. And I think they should do the movie over the top, like Steven Seagal style movies, where it's just ridiculous. Well, and you, They're down there you, because they were fighting ninjas. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gonna be a director's prerogative, you know, to change yes. the topic a little bit. But you know that the last guy, the guy that wants to come out, is gonna get the, yeah, he's the last guy, you know, um, or what's it? He should you know. scream freedom like yeah, brave. Yeah. <laughs> freedom! You know, and then Europe's going to be playing in the background and confetti and Final fireworks. Yeah, you know. Everything's going to just be, like, huge. But, uh, no, I think that's a good that's a good choice for the... That's a good choice for Awesome of the Week. Well, of course it is, because I picked it. Yeah, well... I mean, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that just about does it for us. Uh, please make sure to comment on this uh, podcast on iTunes or whatever you use. Yeah, yeah even if you down... If you, like... If you got it from your friend, make sure he comments, but then, like, write a comment on his forehead because then everyone will know when he's walking around. Like, write it in mirror form so, like, people can read it. <laughs> so, yeah, just be sure to drop us a line. And even drop us a line. Let us know what you think about it, the good, the bad, the sexy, and the redonkulous. And if you have any uh, comments or ideas for future topics, go ahead and hit us up on the website, thelazygeeks.com, or email us at thelazygeeks at gmail.com. So until next week, peace out.